Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather this week we are diving into our tv nostalgia series starting with the 1980s okay hit that music Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited. See, our listeners think that we've just been right on going, but we've actually taken a little bit of a break. So, yeah, we've had a lot of stuff to do. I've taken multiple trips, and uh, so we're getting back to the swing of things. Yeah, you're in a, a whole different city now. So, that's something. Yes. And, you know, it's a cave in case anybody was wondering about the echo. Yeah, that's not going to be a permanent thing. So, if you hear it, just, you know, bear with. We're dealing with it. So anyway, today, since we're getting on back on track and away from some of the movie stuff that we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we actually wanted to start talking about television. We don't talk about TV all that much on the show, probably because I don't have cable and I don't think you have cable anymore either. There was a point in which you got cable, though. I did. We had cable for about a year and a half, and that was nice. And then we said... This cable went from not that bad to like $300 a month. So suck it. We're out. <laughs> I know, especially when you're buying all of this other stuff, it's becoming the same price. Well, exactly. I mean, we have four or five different streaming services that we use and it just, it just doesn't make sense to pay for both. And quite honestly, I mean, I've just finished my 89th book for 2019. It's July I haven't been watching a lot of TV, so it's it's fine. I don't need to pay for that. I can get free books from the library and I'm fine. Yep. But in this case, we actually wanted to go back a little bit further and we want to do some classic TV nostalgia type talk. I think our seventh episode ever was a toy nostalgia episode. And that was a lot of fun. And we actually got a lot of really good feedback from that one, even though it was back in the day when we had like I don't know, 12 people who listened to the show. Yeah, it was a very popular episode. Yeah, and now we've got at least double that. So, you know, <laughs> just kidding. We have amazing, <laughs> amazing, awesome listeners now, which is great. So what we wanted to do is we want to start, you know, we've, we've been starting to pick up different types of series that we're going to be doing. And one of the things we wanted to do was TV nostalgia, but you can't just talk about TV like that because there's so much of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it down. This episode, and this is actually going to be a two-part episode because we have so much to talk about, we're going to be talking about classic TV from the 1980s. So this is, you know, you and I are roughly the same age, so this is like right in our we're watching TV all the time kind of wheelhouse. Yeah. So 
I, instead of just trying to talk about every show we ever liked, I've broken them down into a couple of different favorite lists. We're going to cover two of them today, and we're going to cover two of them in part two so that we can break it down a little bit easier. So today, we're actually going to play a game up front, which you don't even know about fully yet. So, haha, welcome. No, I, I don't. <laughs> Surprise! So, and then we're going to talk about our favorite 80s TV theme songs, and we're going to talk about our favorite 80s Saturday morning cartoons. So, uh, in part two, we will come back and we're going to talk about sitcoms and dramas. So... Actually, at the end of part two, we're also going to do a speed round where we can go through and talk about a whole bunch of other shows that we just don't have time to get into in depth. So it'll be a lot of fun. So the first thing I want to do is I want to play a little game with you. So okay. Normally, uh, in our episode, you go through and you find an internet quote or comment that is either in context with what we're talking about or just randomly out of context out of the blue. So... um. I decided that what we're going to do is we're going to play a little game of catchphrase. And this is not as as interesting as the actual game. So if you want to play that, just go right ahead. What we're going to do is I'm going to read to you some pretty famous 80s catchphrases that were surrounding television. And I want to see if you can tell me like where they came from. Uh, Hopefully. I ran them through uh, Opera Man to make sure they weren't too obscure. And he got all but one. So that was not too terrible. Okay. So, <laughs> and if you don't get it and it's terrible, we'll just cut it out. It's fine. All right. <laughs> That's the magic of podcasting. Ooh. So. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we're going to go through and you can give me the name of the show or the character or, you know, bonus points if you can do both. That'd be great. So, okay. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Catchphrase number one. And I'll form the head. Um, it's got to be, um, oh, the one where the, all the cartoon characters turn into a big animal. Mm-hmm. Zo- Zo- What's the name of it? Zerton? Zorkon? Close. There, there's <laughs> that the, the, They've redone one, so there's a reboot out on Netflix of this show right now. Yeah, and I forgot the name of it. <laughs> it's Voltron. Voltron, yes. <laughs> so, yes, this is Keith from Voltron, who's the head of the big giant lion so i don't know that one always just pops out into my head is and i honestly i say it really randomly at strange time so it just sticks <laughs> with you all uh, right the next catchphrase is this message will self-destruct mission impossible no but yes uh oh okay then inspector gadget there you go because uh, i think the actual series of mission impossible is what like the 60s maybe so 80s, yes. Inspector Gadget. Absolutely. Uh, next one is Have Mercy. Um, is it a spinoff of Mama's Family? Mm-mm. Or is it Mama's Family? Nope. Yeah. Think younger. Lots Carol of- Burnett? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Lots of kids in a household. Oh, uh, Facts of Life. Nope. Yeah, eight, is, eight is enough. Nope. <laughs> no women present. <laughs> except for children. All right. Uh, Okay, I'm out. <laughs> okay, so Have Mercy was the tagline for Uncle Jesse on Full House. Oh, I didn't realize that was his tagline. Oh, yeah, Have Mercy. Very ridiculous, but yes, all the time. I remember Cut It Out. Yeah, I almost put that one on there. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, Full House had a lot of really good, you know, You Got It Dude, and they had a lot of really good little catchphrases, so. Yep. Which you can still see on Fuller House on Netflix these days. They use a lot of them. <laughs> 
All right. So the next one is knowing is half the battle. Uh, I don't know. There's you didn't have brothers. So maybe I should have cut some of these out. <laughs> that was G.I. Joe. Oh. G.I. Joe. It sounds like that would be one for a um, an alcoholic. Isn't that isn't that the first step? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, here's one I think you'll get. Back in St. Olaf. Oh, Golden Girls. Very good. Be- Betty White's uh, yep. character, Rose. Yep. Rose, correct. Uh, what about Whoa, Joey and Blossom. Joey, Joey and uh, Joey and oh and yeah, Blossom. Blossom. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're right. Okay, this is the one that uh, that tripped up Opera Man. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Uh, um, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the next one is "Come on down." Wheel of Fortune. Nope. No, oh, no, no. Price is right. Price there is right. There you go. Price is right. Uh, did I do that? Oh my god. Oh yeah, Urkel. Um, Family Ties. Family Matters. Family Matters. Yep. Family uh, Ties as Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, next one you'll totally get. Make it so. TNG. Yep, I got Punky Power. Punky Brewster. I love that show so much. It was so good. I actually bought the DVD of that for my niece a couple of years ago, and she loved it. So, Did she learn not to go into uh, refrigerators that are you know, abandoned? I don't know if she made it to that episode, but I'm going to make sure she sees it because... It's, it's very important. It is very important. I learned... That was such a life lesson. That was my biggest takeaway, and that she was eating a lot of cheese puffs or eclairs or something because she thought it would make her boobs bigger. Yeah, yeah, there was something. She also had some sort of little, I must increase my bust machine. Yeah, I actually ordered one of those when I was that age. Uh, Fun fact, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Isn't that special? Um, That is the church lady. Dana Carvey's character on Saturday Night Live. That is excellent. And the last one, Cowabunga Dude. Bart Simpson, the Simpsons. No, no, think think more uh, amphibian. Oh, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So the Simpsons came out right at the very end of the 80s, and they took a lot of those catchphrases and kind of gave them to Bart. So like Eat My Shorts was actually from uh, Breakfast Club, Cowabunga, you know. I mean, obviously, California surfers, but obviously, the for us, anyway, our age, the Ninja Turtles kind of had the, the going right on that. So Okay. So anyways, that was our game of catchphrase. Ta-da! That was very exciting and very difficult. <laughs> I tried to go with ones that weren't just completely obvious, but, you know, here we go. So <laughs> that was fun. Thank you for playing along. Maybe we'll do it again for the 90s edition. All right. So let's get into our first real segment here. And I want to talk about our favorite 1980s TV theme songs. Okay. Now, I will I will say that I actually have a couple of CDs that I've bought over the years that were just TV theme songs. I don't know why, but that I really enjoy them. So uh, every once in a while, the, uh, the theme from the A-Team will come up on my iPad when I plug it into uh, Paul's car. Cause it's like, because the, it's the first song. <laughs> this is the first song. Actually, the very first one is Ed Sharon's A Team, which is about a crack whore. And then immediately following that is the A Team theme song. So, ah, I get uh, <laughs> the Jackson Five, the ABC. Easiest one, two, three. Love it. Okay. So I just came up with kind of a list of like the top 10 or so of my favorite theme songs. Please stop me if you have others. There are so many out there, 
But uh, since you had to work today, I made the list. So, <laughs> yes. isn't it? It's it's so funny how much um, how much the eighties theme songs like really kind of stuck with you. They were more theme songs than you get now. You don't get theme songs now. Like I was watching. Um, Enrique Iglesias has a new series on Netflix and it's like a sitcom mm-hmm. and it's yeah. literally like Mr. Iglesias and then it, the show just starts like that's the end of it I was like oh like we just not spending money on jingles and theme songs anymore like we used to I guess because most people just DVR fast forward through that shit anyway but you're right like in the 80s like this is what we did this is what we know I can still sing all of these by heart because you heard them so damn much you know yeah, but they had words. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of them that just don't have words now. Yeah, I Most think the e- only ones, there's like two that I remember that really didn't have words, but the the tunes were catchy enough. Actually, let's say three. So like um, Knight Rider, Miami Vice, and uh, just lost my brain. <laughs> anyway, they don't have any words to them, but you still remember them. You remember the full, oh, Magnum PI. That's the other one. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ones on my list is the Magnum PI one because my mom had a huge lady crush on uh, on uh, Tom Selleck and his big porn mustache. So we watched a lot of Magnum PI as a kid. I also think he is quite handsome. He is handsome. He's still handsome. I didn't mind his butler either. Mm-mm. No, no, he wasn't bad. Mm-mm. I like the other guy, the guy with the helicopter too. It's like, <laughs> he was really built, that guy. So anyways, that's one of them. And I think, you know, anybody who grew up in the 80s, you you know, you saw the the Ferrari, you saw the Hawaiian shirts. And okay, I have to throw this out there. You remember Chippendale's Rescue Rangers? Yeah. So, you know, one is dressed like Indiana Jones and the other is dressed like Magnum P.I. Go back oh, and look at them. Are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't ever think about it until someone points it out. And you're like, oh, Dale is Magnum P.I. That's hilarious. Because I didn't catch that as a kid at all so oh no me neither welcome behind the curtains kids so okay the next one on my list is actually the theme song to thundercats you remember this little thunder thunder thundercats ho and then it started into its own little little ditty yeah you know i actually don't remember thundercats very much except like when i see the pictures of it i'm like oh yeah i remember it but it wasn't like transformers for me you know Transformers is also on my list here. Mm. They just have really, really great songs to them. And even if the episodes weren't as great as you wanted them to always be, they were then. But when you watch them again now, you're like, huh, that's kind of stupid. But their theme shows are just, they're just kind of ingrained into your head. You know, they're never going to go away. So Thundercats was one. That was one that we watched. I think it came on Saturday mornings. But it was like before 5 a.m. Or it was like 6 a.m. or something ridiculously early. But we were kids and we were up. We're like, we're watching it. Yay. So since I have a little brother, we did watch like Thundercats, Transformers, um, you know, some other ones like that. that were more like, I guess, boy centric. But uh, Thundercats was always my favorite. I liked Lion-O and the little <laughs> little cat, Snarf, or whatever he was. Yeah, he Snarf. Was. I like Snarf. So, okay. So, Thundercast, Magnum P.I., The A-Team, I mentioned, already randomly mm-hmm. pops up on my CD all the time. Um, but again, you can just hear it in your head if you really think about it long enough. I'm not going to sing it for you. Okay. Because <laughs> there's no words. So, uh, okay. The next one on my list 
did have words. And this one is still one that will get me totally jazzing along with it. The Greatest American Hero. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that <laughs> when you were talking. I said, oh, I have to make sure to bring up The Greatest American Hero. I remember Dick about the show, but I love the song so much. It's great. He was like Superman, but he couldn't look at Red. <laughs> I say, like I said, I don't remember most of it. I remember he looked a lot like Christopher Atkins, and that's kind of where it ended for me. Yep. But, uh, but yeah. I loved that show. I loved it. Mm -hmm. We need to go back and find some of these shows, like streaming or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was really good. I think uh, a friend of mine was a photographer, and she took some family pictures of us and put them on a CD, and this happened to be one of the the songs that was in the background, and so I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, because this, I believe, was just a regular song. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. We can put a little snippet of it in, a little little, little public use snippet here, because it's awesome. Mm. So here it is. And we're back. <laughs> Seinfeld had an episode where they he put it on his um, answering machine, but it said, believe it or not, George isn't at home. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Leave a message at the tone. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was okay. like, where could I be? <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not home. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. So that one I just, I just love because it was... Yeah, there was so much heart and soul in that particular little ballad right there. It's, and again, it's mm -hmm. like in a minute and a half long song. Nobody cared. We're just watching it. We're just singing along. I tell you what, if it ever got cut off, I'm sure people would have been pissed. So. Yep. All right. So the next one on my list is DuckTales. Woohoo. Yes. <laughs> and you know, DuckTales is back. And I do believe David Tennant is playing Scrooge McDuck. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. I'm also like, have you, um, okay, so on YouTube, there is a series. I can't remember who does them now. There's a series of videos on YouTube called Scientifically Accurate and then insert some pop culture phenomenon here. So yeah. they have Scientifically Accurate DuckTales. <laughs> and it goes through talking about ducks or necrophiliacs and like how you would have broken your backs falling in all that money, like just ridiculous. They're awesome. <laughs> There's also scientifically accurate um, Captain America, but it's basically just making fun of America and our yeah. terrible, terrible statistics when it comes to reading and science and infant mortality and things like that. So it's very oh. entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> Especially when it's like, Captain America is morbidly obese. <laughs> yep. The next is The Muppet Show. Oh, I love The Muppet Show. Clear okay, so I've got my... Three-year-old niece and almost two-year-old nephew completely obsessed with the Muppets and all of their covers of, like, real songs. Mm -hmm. So Muppets, Bohemian Rhapsody, Ode to Joy, Stand By Me. There's a whole series of them you can find. They're obsessed. Even the almost two-year-old can sing the whole he, – he sings just like Beaker. It's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it's just the word me over and over and over, but pretty adorable. So It is adorable. Okay, so next one is Cheers. Everybody oh, knows yeah. your name. Yep. So. Yep. And that was a song beforehand. And I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse when you get picked up by such a popular show. Yeah. Although I've, I have, I need to go back and listen to the full lyrics because there's multiple. I mean, there's there's what they used for the, you know, the show, but then there's also you know a full, like you said, a full song. And I've heard that some of the lyrics can be a little problematic. So 
that tends to be an issue with some of the shows from the 80s. We had a very different set of uh, appropriate standards than than what we do now. So, Well, also, you can't waste the four minutes in the break. <laughs> You know, That's they're true. like, this show's 22 minutes long. We can't have four of it be the intro song. <laughs> well, you could. I'd still watch, but that's okay. All right. So the next one is The Facts of Life. Yep. Of course, that one is very catchy. And if I sing it to you now, it'll be in your head forever. So I yes. won't. Uh, Transformers, we talked about more than meets the eye. That one will stick with you forever, too. Yep. And it gets really jazzy in there in the middle. It's very. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> And then number 10, while the whole show was basically a musical, fame will stick with you forever. Oh, that song. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. The show, not so much, but the song, forever in a day. Mm-hmm. Right in your head. So do you have any other favorite TV theme songs that came to you on the 80s? Both Golden Girls and uh, the spinoff with uh, The Doctor had very catchy theme songs. Oh, the Empty Nest one? Yes, Empty Nest. Mm-hmm. I really like that show. Yes. And then I believe it was the 80s with Dear John, too. Oh, yes. It was like, Dear John. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any. I, <laughs> you know what? Really, there were so... The 80s really was like the era of the sitcom. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was going through all this list. I was like, yeah, I watched that. I watched that. I watched that. And it wasn't like specific to a network, anything like that. Like, it just amazing stuff everywhere like even the cosby show had a couple of different theme songs that they did throughout the years but they're all iconic and they will all stick with you forever yeah even if you don't want them to anymore <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah but the, the golden girls one i love mm-hmm. um and then dear john is still i can just hear it anytime i think about it yeah i can still hear new heart um and then uh my dad my dad still watches these so that might be why i hear it in my head is the murder she wrote theme song oh yeah and then you know even mash even though it it doesn't have words you can hear them mash yes because the and this is the weird thing okay so mash specifically you know when you listen to the theme song for the tv show it doesn't have words it's just instrumental if you ever watched the MASH movie that came out before the TV show came around, it does have words. Huh. I and didn't they, know there was a movie. Oh, oh yeah. Donald Sutherland is in it. Like, it's it's a really good movie. But yeah, so basically the, the theme song to MASH is called Suicide is Painless. So oh. think, think on why they may have changed that around a little bit. So eek. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good times. Uh, but it's great. It's again, it gets right in your head. I love MASH. I have seen the MASH episodes more times than maybe any other show because it's been on the air since like 1962. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more Saturday morning cartoons. Perfect. Hey everybody, Brian here, host of the Bright Five Podcast. And if you're looking for a podcast that reviews comic books, talks about nifty nerd news, and sometimes has interruptions from his wife or son, then look no further than the Bright Five Podcast. New episodes are updated every Monday, and if you want bonus content, you can sign up for Patreon for as little as $1 a month, where you get extra episodes, videos, and more behind the scenes of the Bright Five Podcast. So don't go another day without the BriFi Podcast in your life. Head over to com 
and enlist in the Bri Fighter Squadron today. Hey, Heather, so have you been listening to a lot of podcasts this week? I have because I'm getting paid for them. I know. I love it. I've listened to probably 12 to 20 hours of podcasting in the last week, and it's just insane that I'm racking up the coins on PodCoin while I'm doing it. It's given me an excuse to listen to them because I'm able to either gather my coins for charity or actually gather my coins for me. Yay. So you guys should check out PodCoin too. We really love it. It's increased our listenership. We are earning coins for doing so. It's available if you are Apple or Android. Super fun. And if you want to get 300 free coins, all you have to do is use our code, which is nerdy, N-E-R-D-Y. And you can get those free coins to get you started. All right. So keep on listening. Hey, everybody. It's Walker for the Walker the Game podcast. If you like reading comic books or just have an interest in getting started, check out the show. My opinions are 100% honest, even with the occasional attempted humor. You can find me everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. My ugly mug even haunts YouTube. That's right. Just search Walker the Geek or hit walkerthegeek.com. A place to geek like no one's watching. Because let's face it, nobody is. What? All right, and we're back. So during this next segment, we are going to talk about our favorite Saturday morning cartoons from the 1980s. Now, what, what kind of shows were you watching when you were a kid, Heather? Cartoons. <laughs> I did, did you want to get more specific? Uh, maybe just a little <laughs> bit more specific than that. I'd say the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were right up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, I did watch a lot of Dennis the Menace because it was on every day. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. As opposed to some of the other cartoons that were only on on Saturday or Sundays. Yeah, the 80s had a lot of comic strip cartoons that came out, you know. Uh, so we had Dennis the Menace. We had Garfield and Heathcliff. Probably some Peanuts episodes that were coming out here and there. So there were a lot of them to watch when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, like I said, I never was big into comic books. But I was big into comic strip books, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so Calvin the, and Hobbes? Yes, absolutely. Calvin Hobbes, Peanuts, um, Family Circus. They all had these kind of, um, what do you call it? basically collections, right? So they, like the far side and things like that. So they were newspaper comics, but they would put them into a, an album or what do you call them? Like a volume, just yeah. like a comic book, yeah. Yeah, basically like that. So I read a ton of those. Remember in the back of those, they always had like the ads. You could go buy your sea monkeys and Mexican jumping beans and all sorts of really random shit that they would try to sell kids. Yeah, the sea monkeys were brine shrimp from Salt Lake City, just an FYI. (laughs) And then um, I got the glasses that had the little mirror sides so you can see behind you. But like most sunglasses did that anyway. Right. (laughs) Just a reflection. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know if I ever, I wanted the sea monkeys so bad, but I never, I don't think my mom ever let me buy them. I ordered, <laughs> okay, so when I was in like late elementary school, maybe early junior high, I was kind of right at the end of this kind of a thing where they actually had the ads in the back of these little annuals or whatever. And I bought some sort of a, it was some sort of device. It was not not like the bust enhancer one, but it was like a, a, a tummy flattener. And it was basically just a box with like an accordion. Um, like if it's you if you contracted your ab muscles, it would like squeeze in like a push up. And then when you let it go, it would expand again. And mm-hmm. you were supposed to just like wrap this thing around your waist and just, you know, 
flatten your abs. I don't know why that was in the back of a kid's comic book, but it was. And I bought it. And it didn't work either. So Yeah. I think when I was in high school, I bought something similar called mm-hmm. like the Ab Blaster or something. And yeah. it was more shaped like a triangle. I'm sure it's a similar concept. It was probably just the earlier uh, iteration of such things. Yeah. And the Thigh Master was big back then too. Yeah. My mom had one. So we used to play with it until you would like accidentally you know you would you would sort of contract it and then you would like absolutely just shoot it across the room because <laughs> that tension spring and if it got off of your leg in any way it would just shoot across the room and you know injure somebody anyway we should go back and do more uh, uh infomercials that was a good episode too or also or just things that should have killed us like my grandfather used to have us play lawn darts long after <laughs> They had been recalled. And then, so like the pieces weren't even the same anymore. Like they didn't have the rings on the ground. Yep. He's like, just just make a string because you're going to continue <laughs> to throw these darts at each other. Uh-huh. Bury it right in your leg. Yeah. My brother had a blowgun of some sort. That was safe for kids. Like all of the 80s. The 80s should have killed us. Mm-hmm. You killed a lot of people with the cocaine and all. Well, there's, oh my God, I've got a cocaine story to tell. Anyway, um... <sighs> <laughs> not my okay. cocaine story by yeah. any means uh we'll go back to that in another time okay so saturday morning cartoons <laughs> <laughs> that's a teaser okay yeah, let's go back to talk about children's shows you'll have to check back in for the cocaine discussion right after this break with your morning cereal made of pure sugar and meth i know it practically is though i mean i've been so addicted to to cereal because of these these shows and cereal's so bad for you. Yeah, I know. I thought you know one time I was I mean I was in my late twenties probably, and I went to the doctor and he's like you know well like what do you eat for breakfast? I was like oh yeah I'm I've been really really good lately because you know I watch a lot of TV and I see a lot of commercials. I've been eating Special K, which, you know because it's supposed to mm-hmm. help you take those inches off. You know with some milk and a banana. He's like sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar. <laughs> I was like oh. I think wah, Special wah. K only helps you take the the weight off because it makes you poop. I think it's just if you eat the box, like I, you can't actually, <laughs> you can't actually ingest the contents or use it in a delicious way with milk or anything else. Because yeah, carbs are bad. Um, yeah. Wah, wah. Okay, so back to Saturday morning cartoons when we could eat a giant bowl of sugar. At six in the morning because our parents just wanted to fucking sleep in. They didn't Mm -hmm. care what we ate. It literally could have been cocaine and meth in a bowl and they wouldn't have cared. Like, just go watch the show and go away. At least my parents. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) My parents are like that. They're like, just eat whatever. Go away. My mom never gave us sugar unless it was Saturday morning and she wanted us to get the fuck out. So. So, okay. Um, I, I made another list here. Throw in anything you can think of. Uh, the Smurfs. Watch a lot of Smurfs. Yeah, that was awesome. And they had several spinoffs of the Smurfs or things that were similar to the Smurfs, like the Snorks. Uh-huh. The Snorks, which were like underwater Smurfs with snorkels built into the top of their heads. I remember renting this Snork movie from the Blockbuster on VHS. <laughs> nice. You know, it's so funny. Nobody ever remembers the snorks. Like, I've got a whole list of things that I th- remember all the time and nobody ever remembers. But I remember the snorks because they had snorkels on their head. Right? I think I had almost forgotten about them until we went to see Jaws at the Alamo Draft House for Matinee Heroes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm at, and, uh, 
Alamo Draft House digs up all of those old vintage and 80s type cartoons, uh, their the ads, like the show ads. Mm-hmm. So remember they had the one for the Snorks. They also had one for some a show called Tiger Sharks. Do you remember that one? Or Street Sharks or I don't know, something like that. It was like a gang, but they were all sharks. They just like stood around the corner in like meathead outfits beating people up. I don't know. Again, a lot of cocaine and meth happening in the 80s. So, okay. Um, one of my very favorite Saturday morning cartoons was The Littles. Do you remember The Littles? No. They weren't mice, but they were tiny, tiny, tiny little mouse-sized people. And they lived in the walls of like a normal human house. What? They were people, though. They, but they had tails, so they weren't. Guess they weren't really people. I don't know. Are they not based on Stuart Little? Mm-mm. No, Stuart Little is an actual mouse. I'm a little bothered by this. <laughs> Paul remembers this, so I know it wasn't just my own fever dream. Here, I'm sending you a picture of the Littles right now. I'll put it in the show notes for you people Thanks. who do not have access to my text at this exact moment in time. Maybe the show was called "Here Comes the Littles." That's what the song was. Here comes the Littles. It was very jazzy. Yeah, they, they're very mousy-looking people, but yes, not ma- ma- not mice. Yeah, it's very weird. I love the show, though. It was really, really good. Of course, they were kind of like the Fraggles, where they just kind of got into hijinks and had to keep from being hidden from the big people and staying away from cats and shit, but that's just good advice in general. Yeah, one of them looks like Squirrel Girl. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so. No recollection. If anybody else remembers the Littles, at me on Twitter. I would love to hear to make sure this is not just my own personal fever dream. Uh, the next one on my list is My Little Pony and Friends. Yep. Now, this Absolutely. is not the same millennials as My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. That is a, you know, redo, reboot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were much simpler ponies. Very cute. Target now sells the nostalgic 80s vintage uh my Little Ponies. I saw them the other day. They cool. had much more simplistic cutie marks on their butts. Um, mm-hmm. But no, love My Little Pony. My sister was more into My Little Pony. She's about five years younger than I am. So that was a little more like half a decade behind for me. Well, there was a group of them for girls here. My Little Pony, Rainbow Bright, and mm-hmm. Strawberry Shortcake. Oh, yeah. Rainbow Bright and Strawberry Shortcake were my jam. Yeah. Rainbow Bright especially. It- so. Yeah, and then as I became an older tween, um, I don't even think I was a tween, preteen, Jem, Jem and the Hologram. I have her on yeah. my list. Oh, good. Jim and the Holograms, and then like Josie and the Pussycats. I didn't realize Josie and the Pussycats was from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, totally. Huh. There was a big girl group thing going on in the 80s there. But yeah, My Little Pony was good. Like I said, it was more my sister's age, but being as we lived in the same house... You know, it was still there. We all had ponies. Um, some other things, like, like we'll have, we talked about them in the toys, so I'm trying to get to too far, uh, was the Care Bear show. I loved Care Bears. And then they had a spinoff. Yeah, the Care Bear Cousins. And then they even had a movie. I think our friends over at Large Marge sent us are actually recording the Care Bear movie right now, like as we're talking. So I have to make sure and listen to that one. The Care Bear movie is great. I don't know if you ever saw this. It is both adorable and terrifying, as most things in the 80s were. So (laughs) we're actually planning on doing an episode coming up, not just the things in our 80s childhoods that would kill us, but the movies and, you know, entertainment things that were out for children that are, in fact, terrifying. There's a a bunch of them. And I think the Poppables were kind of one of them. Yep. Yep. And those ones, I think, were a toy first and then a cartoon second. 
That's how He-Man came about. Did you know that? Yes, I did, because we talked about it in our Toy Nostalgia episode. Well, there you go. There is a, I think I talked about it before, but there is a great documentary series on Netflix that is called The Toys That Made Us. And they have eight different episodes. And like one is on Transformers. One is on uh, He-Man. They've got one on, oh shit, what else do they have? Uh, Hello Kitty. Like they have just like some really serious like pop culture icon type things on there. And that was, you know, the thing. They they built the He-Man character first and then made the show afterwards. So, okay. So I talked about it in the theme song, uh, but Thundercats was definitely on my weekly watch list. Yep. Uh, Transformers was another one we watched mm-hmm. all the time. And there were lots of all spinoffs. Lots of spinoffs yeah. of Transformers. And then remember they had all of those uh, like knockoff Transformers that would come around mm-hmm. after like the GoBots and I don't know, there's a whole bunch of them that came on after the fact that also had shows uh, trying to sell, you know, sell their toys. Uh, G.I. Joe was another one we watched a lot. Gem and the Holograms, you mentioned. Yes. Voltron, I mentioned before. Voltron is great. And like I said, they have a revival series on Netflix. We're a couple seasons behind on it. It's so funny. I don't remember the original show like having that much humor. If it did, I was too young to get it. Like it always seemed like a very serious, you know, oh my gosh, the fate of the world kind of cartoon. The revival is hilarious because, you know, the premise is they, you know, they have to use these lions to defend this land in the middle of nowhere. And they just, you know, they do something and they form Voltron. So all the lions come together and make one monster mecha robot kind of thing. But in the new one, they don't know how to do it. Like they've told them you have to combine the lions. And so they like run at each other and they crash and they all fall out. Or at one point they try to like form a cheerleading pyramid to see if that'll work. It's hilarious <laughs> just watching them. Cause you know, if you were given this stuff with like no instructions, that's exactly what would happen. You'd be like, I yep. don't know what's happening, but whatever. So <laughs> Voltron is really good. Uh, and then the last one I put on my list for whatever reason, was Fat Albert. I love that show so much. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You are absolutely right. I love that one, too. Hey, hey, hey. Seriously. That was so good, except for that had Cosby in it, too. Cosby ruined our 80s. He did. And I will say the other thing that I used to watch at, like, 5 a.m. on, I think it was actually school days, was his show Picture Pages. Do you remember that one? It was a live-action show, and he had this little drawing pen, and it made this like kind of sound when he drew with it. And I remember you could send away for one of those. And you had to send a self-addressed stamped envelope, which it took me like 15 years to figure out what that phrase actually meant. Because they had it all the time. I was like, well, all envelopes all are addressed, you mother. I'm like, I mean, seriously? Like, I had no idea what that really like that oh by the way you're supposed to send us an envelope with a stamp addressed to yourself i didn't know so (laughs) i sent off for it but i never got it because i guess i didn't send the right envelope how could the pen fit in an envelope i don't know i never that never that never made sense so again i ordered it when i was like eight so (laughs) it's probably sitting in a warehouse right now with my name on it going wow she doesn't send us an envelope with a 25 cent stamp on it so Yep. Not that was back you, when lady. stamps were cheap. Yeah. Stamps were incredibly cheap back in the day. So I don't know, do you have any other Saturday morning cartoons that you love to watch? There were oh so many, goodness. but there were so many, but a lot of them were like the Jetsons and the Flintstones and Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. All of those things. They weren't technically from the eighties, but we watched them in the eighties. In 80s. the eighties. Yeah. Like Yogi Bear. 
Oh, yes. I like that. What was a snidely whiplash? And his little dog that <laughs> kind of giggled like that. Yep. And then we talked about it in the first thing, Inspector Gadget, I really loved. Okay. So I'm pretty sure if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, the guy who's like the main army commander orc sounds exactly like Dr. Claw. Pretty sure it's the same guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he said he sounds just like Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw had a cat and that cat was mean. Yes. Gargamel yeah. was also also had a cat. Remember? Mm-hmm. His cat was yep. Azrael. There were a lot of mean cats in the 80s. Yep. A lot of these are great, have been rebooted, though. She-Ra's been rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now I can't think of another one. It's kind of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one's been movie. redone a couple of times. DuckTales. Thundercats mm-hmm. even got a revival, but I don't think it did very well. Voltron yeah. did. See, again, we've talked about our generation being like generation nostalgia, so that's what we do. We just go back and take things we loved as kids and we put them out there again in a slightly different way so that the new generation will actually watch. Them. Yep. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> I am too. Again, we fit right in there. Artist yep. Klein can just write the whole thing and I'll be fine. It's great. <laughs> he needs to hurry up and come out with another book. So, yeah. So I'm sure everybody else has thought of the ones that we've not talked about. So th- make sure to tweet us. Yes. Tweet us at Nerdy Bitches Pod. Is we would love to hear from you, or you can email us directly at contact us at nerdybitches.com. Oh, we had something new come up this week I wanted to talk about real All quick. Right. Um, we have a brand new uh, Patreon subscriber, Masakazu Tanaka. Yes, thank you so much. Masasaku. We really appreciate it. We are so happy you're here and welcome to the bitch side. Yep, we're excited to have you and um, we will probably have better sound quality in the future. <laughs> we will definitely have better sound quality in the future as we do in the past as well. <laughs> this show, it's just- not not today, not today. You're you're in a in a hangar right now, so some kind of a airline hangar. But no, we really appreciate you. If you want to be cool, Mike Masakazu, then you mm-hmm. can go to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. That would be great. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, we are currently doing a nerdy bitches Patreon pick where we want all of our subscribers to send us their idea for a topic. If you have a topic, a movie, a book, something that you would like us to cover, send that to us at contact us at nerdybitches.com and let us know what your topic is. We're going to put it into a drawing. And then every four to six weeks, we're going to pull one of those topics, and that will be what we discuss that week. And we will give you a big old shout out when we do it. Yep. It's harder than you, th- than you thought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Here's my internet comment of the day. All right. It's from at Viney Ill. I don't know what kind of word that is. <laughs> day 20, still lost at sea. Crew thinks I know how to plot a course with a protractor. I just like making it walk on a map. <laughs> Pointy leg man. <laughs> <laughs> now kids that have never seen a protractor before <laughs> i think they still use protractors uh, how many people i would like to know how many people still have a small puncture wound in their body somewhere from the pointy end of a protractor in their lifetime yeah i think my sister has like a little tattoo practice of one because of yeah. a little stab and then some ink Yep, basically. I had something similar. So so anyway, I have a recommendation this week. Since we're talking about the 80s and we're talking a lot about cartoons and theme songs, I would like to recommend on YouTube, there is a four-video series or four-part video that you can watch that is called Every 80s Cartoon Intro Ever. And then ah. it's 
parts one through four. Now they're about an hour a piece. So it's a I good four hour. It. It's a good four hour investment for these eighties intros, but it's not just the music. It shows the whole thing, the video, you know, the video of it. Totally worth it. Opera Man and I sat around one weekend and just watched all of them. It was like, ah. Oh, great. Yeah. How can you not like want to watch the cartoons after? Yeah, I, I totally wanted to, but a lot of them are yeah. hard to find. So it's like when you're like listening to a song on the radio and you have the CD and you know the song that comes after the song on the radio and you want to <laughs> hear that song. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't come and then you're just mad. Yeah. Yep. It totally. just throws you off. All right, so that's pretty much it. If you guys are looking for some awesome Christmas in July options, things to send your friends, uh, things to send people you don't like very much, anybody really, you can head on over to our partner, Frankie and Murr. It's oh yes, <laughs> Frankie and Murr, M Y R R H dot com, or you can go to nerdybitches.com slash. <laughs> Frankie Ampersand Murr, and you can use our code NerdyBitches for 15% off your entire order on Spray the Bitch Away. They have so many amazing products. It's just bonkers. Yes. Now, the Spray the Bitch, bitch Away is not literal. You, your podcast will still arrive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've sprayed myself. I'm still here. But <laughs> it is awesome. It's all aromatherapy stuff. They have sprays, they have roll-ons, they have all sorts of different essential oils. Definitely get over there and check them out. Their products are top-notch, and we're just we're just really thrilled to be a part of them. So yeah, they're awesome. Anything else that you've got today, Heather? Not today. All right. <laughs> well, we will see you guys next time for part two of Television Nostalgia: The 1980s. So we'll see you guys next time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that one, Kitty. <laughs> Do you see her email about that? Uh-uh. What did she say? She said something like, "She play." I guess she plays a game with herself every week trying to figure out how we're signing off, like what phrase we're going to say to end it. She's like, I've only gotten it once. So. <laughs> Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Maybe G.I. Joe was a drunk and we just didn't know.